0: My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and welcome you? Or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. A stranger and you gave me no welcome. Naked and you gave me no clothing ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have just heard what the Gospel of Matthew presents to us as Jesus's last lecture, the summary of all of his teachings. If you turn the page from this reading the Gospel of Matthew then begins with the account of Jesus' passion and death and resurrection. But this passage is the culmination of his ministry among us, and particularly of his teaching. And the Gospel of Matthew presents Jesus, more than any of the other Gospels, as a teacher. One who has come to change our minds, to enlighten them. And to move our hearts in ways that they have not been moved before. He starts off his teaching with the words repent. Which means exactly that. Turn around and look and see something new. Something that's right here in front of your eyes but you're missing it. And then he continues his teaching with the Sermon on the mount. Where all of the people that he mentions in this passage. The sick, the poor, the hungry, the thirsty, the outcasts, the prisoners have gathered to hear him teach and proclaim because they have heard him. They have seen him. They know that he is an answer that they have never had before. And he looks out at this rabble of a crowd that no one else wants, that is usually hidden from sight, made invisible to the world because they're embarrassing and he says blessed are you the poor in spirit the meek the mourning the lost blessed are you because you are ones who are cherished and precious he'll go on in that sermon to teach us all to do unto others as we would want them to do unto us And the hard part of that is we have to imagine ourselves as hungry and thirsty, as strangers, as in prison, as ill, in order to know what we might want others to do for us so that we might do it for others. He continually mentions and teaches that it isn't the learned and the clever, the wise and the powerful, but the littlest ones, the children, the meek, the humble of heart who will inherit the kingdom of God, who are indeed the ones who are ready and precious and valued. And on and on he goes, teaching his disciples that to be servants is to be rulers, not to be served, to embrace those in great need, and most of all, to proclaim peace and not conflict. His teaching has always been about bringing about a unity of, of a unity of people, in which there is no distinction between those who have and those who have not, because those who have freely share with those who have not, so that there is no one in need. And here he brings his teaching to a culmination, and in doing so. He portrays himself in a way he has never portrayed himself before in his teaching. He has always come among us as indistinguishable from us. He was baptized by John by getting in line with other sinners. He is a human being with flesh and blood, needs and hungers. He shows himself to be the least among us. And as we turn the page in the Gospel of Matthew, he becomes everything he is portraying in this passage. He is a prisoner. He is humiliated. He is defeated. He is subjected to the violent, awful powers of this world. And he receives it in union with all those who are always subjected to the violent, awful, destructive powers of this world. But here, here he proclaims himself as the son of man on the clouds of heaven, seated on a glorious throne, coming in judgment upon the nations. Those of us who have looked at him and seen only one of us now see something completely different. But he does not draw our attention to him sitting on that glorious throne. Instead, he calls our attention to one another. If you want to see me, don't look for the glorious throne. If you really want to know me, don't look for the clouds of heaven. If you really want to worship me, don't pay attention to the angels surrounding me. Instead, turn your eyes downward. If you really want to know who I am, look for the least among you and open your eyes and see that those that we, that we tend to hide because they are embarrassing to us or inconvenient or disturbing or scary or dangerous, turn your eyes on them and see me there. And when you can see me there in the least of my brothers and sisters, then raise your eyes to this glorious throne and see me here. His whole message has been to turn our focus and our gaze towards each other, and not just those who are like us, those who are comfortable, with whom we are comfortable, but to all of our brothers and sisters. And when we are able to see in each one of them, no matter how different, no matter how broken, no matter how weak, no matter how embarrassing, when we can see him in them, then we will recognize him on his glorious throne, on the clouds of heaven, surrounded by the angels. And then we will know who our King is, not one who comes with power and conflict, not one who comes to separate, but one who comes to love, to cherish, and to unite, so that all those who are worshiping him will look and see in one another his very image, worthy of the same love, adoration, and service as he is, seated on the clouds of heaven, on his glorious throne, surrounded by the angels.